You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, thank you for prophecy. Thank you that it is here to edify, encourage, and build us up, and that you've got an edifying word for us for October. Father, thank you that you are always in a good mood. Thank you that you are always looking on the bright side. Thank you that you don't keep a record of wrongs. You are not focused on what is wrong. You are focused on the glory. You're focused on the glorious gospel. You're focused on what's right with us. You're focused on what you're doing to uh, transform and transfigure this planet into heaven on earth, and that you are a joyful person. Thank you that your scripture, your word tells us that in your presence is the fullness of joy. And so Father, I just declare today that this is going to be an infusion of joy into our lives. I thank you, God, that your good mood is meant to be enjoyed by us and that through our union with Jesus, we share in your good mood. So Father, shift us, shift us out of lower states of of emotional distress and worry and depression and any of these lower states in our lives, Lord, and pull us back into the spirit where we are spiritually minded, where we have life and peace and where we can rejoice at all times, no matter what we're going through. And so I bless this podcast, Father. I just pray that your anointing of joy would be released through it. And I thank you, God, for just an elevation of our mood today and every day in the month of October as we begin to develop a new habit of rejoicing. So I love you. I bless every one of these listeners today, and I thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. I kind of gave away a little bit of a, I don't know, I kind of did a little spoiler in my description this morning of what we're going to be talking about for the word of the month for October, but I'm pretty excited about it because I don't know about you, but I don't, I'm just kind of tired of sourpuss Christianity. Uh, I even made a joke this morning on my Facebook post. I'll tell you what, I got a brand new um, favorite scripture from the Mirror Translation. I'm going to share it with you. It's just to kind of kick off this morning. Here's Here it is, you guys. It's from uh, Philippians 3.8 in the Mirror Translation. And here's what it says. Religion is like dog poo and it stinks. Avoid stepping in it. Okay. I just made me laugh so hard this morning. I ended up getting up really early. I woke up and couldn't sleep. And so I was reading uh, the mirror translation preparing for our broadcast today. And I ran across that and it just made me laugh. Which, speaking of laughing, the word for the month this month for October is the word rejoice. And you know, that is a kind of a, a, I don't know, kind of a holy word or something. I don't know how to describe that word. I mean, I, I remember when I was a little kid, right? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it. Like, I remember singing that song when I was a kid and I remember it being a happy song, but I didn't really understand what it meant to rejoice. I mean, it kind of sounded like joy, right? But I I didn't necessarily connect with it. And I can just tell you over the years, uh, I don't know that I really have ever connected with that. But I am excited because Papa had me do a little bit of a deep dive into the word rejoice as I was preparing for this word for October. And so... I can't even say the Greek word. Uh, I did look it up. I did do the little pronunciation so that it could, you know, that it could pronounce it, pronounce, uh, pronunciate it back to me. Uh, if I can put, I'll put it up here to my little, um, I'm such a dork. Let me put it up here so you can hear it. Ready? Here it is. The Greek word for. Strong's G 2744. Kalchalmai. <laughs> 
Kalhaimai. Kalhaimai. You got to do the haimai to get that word. But that is the Greek word that is translated rejoice. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you, and then we're going to talk. We're going to do a little deep dive into this word because I just felt like it is. Uh, there is a aspect of our Christianity that is designed to set us apart from people that don't know Jesus. And it is, it is our, it is our joy level, you guys. And it's, it's a joy level that is, is ours regardless of what we are experiencing. You know, there's a scripture that says, um, that there is no temptation that is not common to man, but through every, with, with every trial, with every tribulation, uh, you will always be given a, a way of escape. And I'm paraphrasing it, but you, you probably know that scripture, right? You know, and for years, I always thought like the way of escape was like, you know, the, the deliverance from the situation, you know, but the more that I, that I sat with this word rejoice, uh, the more that I realized that, that our way of escape is in him, that our way of escape is that we have access to a joy that is unspeakable, that is full of glory, that is ours 24-7. And so I'm going to dive into this a little bit today, and I think it's really going to bless you, and I think it's going to make October the best month because it's going to be joy-filled, okay? So let's hop in. I'm going to start in a scripture that I love so much because I use this scripture a lot when I'm doing coaching calls. So whether it's my Emerge coaching call, whether it's my uh, Rethink You coaching call, which is our Emerge grad program, or of course, when I start our Elevate coaching calls that are going to be happening starting uh, this month on the 17th, we always start with celebrations. We always start with what are we celebrating this week? Why? Because celebration is a core value of the kingdom. Uh, the kingdom is a place of righteousness, peace, and joy. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of the victory of Jesus. It's a celebration that uh, God is good, right? It's just this big celebration that heaven is really a party, you guys. What does the fullness of joy look like? It looks like laughter. It looks like fun. It looks like uh, a family reunion, you know, where, and not a dysfunctional family reunion, right? A good family reunion. And so I use this scripture sometimes to encourage people to celebrate because sometimes people come on, you know, and it's like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, we got to celebrate. Why? Celebration, it connects us to spiritual reality. And so this scripture is the one that I teach on sometimes when I'm not getting the celebration response that I want. And it's a Philippians 3.1. It says this, it says, my beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. Okay, this is a really powerful scripture. It's Philippians 3.1 in the Passion Translation, because it tells us that we always have access to joy. And it gives us the reason why we always have access to joy. It says that we can, we can have joy in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. And this to me is such an important scripture and such an important concept because it's honestly one of the drivers for what I do, which is to help people experience God, right? I don't know if you necessarily just get joy from reading your Bible. In fact, I, I mean, I was commenting on some social media stuff this week. I can't help myself sometimes. I just see sourpuss, sourpuss arguing Christians, arguing scriptures on different things. And I just, I just, I can't help it. I go in and I'm just like, 
truth bomb, truth bomb, truth bomb. And then I, woo, I back on out. I don't even know if I usually, I don't even really go back usually and like, you know, enter into the argument with all the people that are going to argue with me because I put in some kind of joy bomb or some kind of scripture, some kind of happy gospel truth in it. But I can tell you that the culture of Christianity is known more for arguing. It's known more for judgment. It's known more for what we're against rather than it being a party. And this scripture tells us that we are to never fail to rejoice. And so I want to, let's talk about this word rejoice for a minute, because anytime you see the word re before a word, like repeat, right? It means to do again, like repeat obviously means to, to do again, right? But it, it means to, to uh, like rejoice means to rejoy. It means to gain your joy back again. So rejoice, fill back up with joy, get some joy going in your life again. And so when it says that not to fail to rejoice, it means constantly be filled with joy. Don't fail to fill up with joy. Don't fail to continue to, to find that place of joy in Jesus. And let me tell you, beloved, it is a place in Jesus. There is a, a home inside of Jesus. I mean, Jesus said, yeah, you're going to have trials and tribulations in the world, but be of good cheer. It means cheer up. It means lighten up. It means step into the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. The joy is so, so, so powerful. When you think about that, when you think about the fact that joy is God's strength, do you know that you could say in another way and say that joy is God's power, that joy is power. It is the root. It is the source of God's strength, of God's power. Like joy strengthens us. We know that laughter is good medicine. What what does that mean? It means that it's healing. It literally shifts not only our attitude, but it shifts our body. Like joy actually is a frequency and it's a frequency of healing, you guys. If you know, you've heard me talk about the map of consciousness, right? And the different frequencies of the different emotions and the different emotional homes and the states of being that we live in. Well, joy is high up there. It's 600, 500, yeah, 600. Let me, let me get my map. I don't want to say the wrong one, but it's high up there, right? We know that 540 is unconditional love. But I just had it. So let me see if I can find it really quick. Let me slow down for a minute and see if I can find it. Oh, I hate it when I can't find it when I want it. Oh, I've got so many papers on here. <laughs> here it is. Okay, good. So let's do this. Love is 500. It says joy is 540. Okay, then it's peace, then it's enlightenment. But joy is this place where... First of all, you're in a place of unconditional love, right? You are, you're not, you, you just see things as brighter. You see things as hopeful and joy is contagious. And it is, it is a frequency. It is a high level spiritual frequency. It is more than just an emotion, although it is an emotion. Okay. It goes beyond that. It is a place of elevation into the spirit. Okay. I want to keep reading. Uh, I went into the mirror translation and okay, so that was Philippians 3, 1 in the Passion. Let me go over to the Mirror Translation. And I love this. This is Philippians chapter 4. Now, I encourage you guys to actually, if you don't have a Mirror Translation, I always tell you, get a Mirror Translation. You will never read the Bible the same again. And you will actually wake up, read your Bible. This is what I do almost every morning. Wake up and read my Bible and remember who I am right? I just think the mirror translation reminds us of our redeemed identity. It reminds us of our innocence. It reminds us of the fallen mindset and the old man and that that's not who we are anymore. Literally better than any translation I've ever read. So 
Philippians 4, 4, listen to this. This is some powerful truth that um, Francois is laying down here. He says, it says, joy is not a luxury option. Joy is your constant. Your union in the Lord is your permanent source of delight. Oh my gosh, is that good or is that good? He says, so I might as well say it again. I might as well repeat it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Be filled with joy in the Lord always. Okay, let me read it again. Joy is not a luxury item. Okay, this isn't like, I, you know, I get to have it at some point in my life when everything works out. It's not a side dish. No, it's your constant. Joy is to be our constant frequency. It's to be our constant state of being. Why? Because it's God's state of being. It is when you're in his presence, you know what's there? Joy. Joy is in his presence. It says this. It says your union, by the way, (laughs) is your permanent source of delight, meaning our union with God is our, is where we get our joy from. It's where we get our delight from. You've heard the scripture, delight yourself in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. And it says, uh, in verse five, it says, this kind of joy empowers you to show perfect courtesy towards all people. <laughs> I'm just going to stop there for a moment because I'm talking about the sourpusses, right? It means that you won't, you, you won't be rude. Love is not rude. And when you are joy-filled, guess what? You'll be courteous. You'll actually be a nice person. You'll be in a good mood and you won't be cranky around everyone. It says, the Lord is not nearer to some than what he is to other. And in verse six, he says, let no anxiety about anything distract you. Okay, so fear, which is the the place where anxiety comes from. I'm going to go back to my little chart here. Is at a level 100. Okay, so if you're talking about a frequency, anxiety is very low level. It's a survival emotion. So is shame and guilt and apathy and grief and anger and pride, right? These are low level survival emotions. And what God is saying to us for the month of October is that, you know, just like he did in in September when we were talking about elevate, that it's not just an elevation of our perception, but it's an elevation of our emotion, right? Emotion is energy in motion. We are driven. We are motivated by emotion, right? Jesus was compelled by love. He was moved by compassion. We are to be constrained. We are to be controlled. We are to be motivated and driven by love, right? And so our emotions really, really matter. And self-control is the fruit of the spirit that acts actually gives us the ability to control our emotional state. Self-control is not just about, you know, not eating the chocolate cake. Self-control is about uh, controlling your inner world and managing your inner world. And it is a lie, beloved, for you to think that you cannot shift your emotional home, that you cannot shift your emotional state. state. Do you know that even the act of smiling that you cannot have a, uh, a a negative thought while you are smiling. We've done a, a, a what am I trying to say, an experiment of that before in, in some of my meetings. And we've actually brought somebody up front and said, okay, now smile and think something negative. Smile at that person and think something negative about them. And I'm telling you, the physiology even of smiling shifts your brain. 
And so I want to just dive in a little bit and talk about rejoicing and talk about practically how do we shift? How do we shift? I also want to talk, maybe tell you some funny stories about how I got this. Okay. Now, the first thing though, I want to tell you is just some practical ways to shift into joy. Okay. And the very first one, I wore a shirt, my shirt today that tells you it's, it's the act of being grateful. Okay. Great gratitude and gratefulness is so powerful that, do you know that most successful people, when I say most successful people, I'm talking about most millionaires, most, most high level, uh, influence, influential people. Do you know that they have a gratitude practice? Meaning that they wake up in the morning and they start their day every single day with what they are grateful for. And that can be something as simple as I am grateful for these, uh, you know, 700 count sheets that are on my bed or these 300 count sheets, whatever count you have, but I'm really into big count sheets. So I'm grateful for these soft sheets. I am grateful for air conditioning. Okay. I don't know about you, but hey, I'm 55 years old. I, I'm a menopausal woman and I am very grateful for fans. I'm very great. I have a little fan in my purse. One of those little whoo, like fans that you fan out like that. And I fan that thing and I'll tell you what, I am grateful for it. I even have a little fan that you can hang around your neck and I carry it with me on the airplanes and it has a little battery and you turn that sucker on and I can blow my face on the airplane and you can bet your bottom dollar that I am very grateful for my fans, okay? In America, you guys, we have so much to be grateful for. And in, 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 I'm not just saying in America, I'm saying in any country where you have plumbing, where you have running water, where you have sanitation services, where you are not having to, you know, dump your trash in, in the, the ditch out in front, right? We have so much to be grateful for. We have clean water. We have beautiful stemware and glasses and, uh, we can, we can go to, uh, see wonderful arts. We can go to movies. We can, we can stream things in our house. Like we have so many modern luxuries and so many beautiful things that we can look at. We can go outside and, I can just look out my yard and be, wow, there's just, my, my neighbors take good care of their yard. There's beautiful flowers out there. This one little neighbor has little pinwheels, those little pinwheels in their little garden over there. There's three of them. How cute, right? And I'm just shifting. What else can I just look outside? I'm grateful that birds sing. I'm grateful that there's all kinds of different birds that sing. And if you go outside and listen to them, they're like talking to one another. I'm grateful for uh, my phone. I know people talk about their phones, but thank goodness. I mean, I can video call my dad. I can, I can talk to people all across the world. I can get on a, a technology right now and talk to you guys. Like these are just grateful things. I'm grateful for the mirror translation. I'm grateful for these little plastic things that I put my stuff in that keep it, you know, protected. Sheet protectors. I'm, I'm grateful for sheet protectors. I'm just looking around my desk. Oh, I am grateful for san hand sanitizer. I'm really grateful for this one because it's watermelon flavored. I mean, come on. It smells so good. I kind of want to use it as perfume sometimes. So I'm just grateful. I, I, You know, you can just start to enter into what you're grateful. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my kids. All of those things. And so I'm telling you, it shifts your focus. I have talked so much about perception. I've talked so much about focus. I've talked about manifestation. I've talked about how, uh, you know, energy goes where, where our focus goes. Okay. Spiritual power goes where our focus goes. 
We have the power to manifest things. And let me tell you, negativity is an attractor field, just like gratitude is an attractor field. Joy is an attractor field. Okay, we attract. You you see how you see. Okay, and and if you remember from last month, I talked about the example of the bum, and I talked about the different levels of consciousness, and that that the more the higher you go the way that your perception of the world changes. And so God is making it practical for us in October, you guys, and saying, no, we need to be grateful. We need to rejoice in the Lord. And I was just giving some silly examples of things to be grateful for. I didn't even go into the great the, the things that we have to be grateful for because of the gospel, right? I, uh, one of my students said that, they had heard a teaching by Bill Johnson where gratitude was explained as intentional thanksgiving. And she was giving a testimony about how she began to be intentionally thankful and she had been completely anxious. She's going through a really hard time right now with some sickness with her daughter. And she, the anxiety completely left. I can tell you when I was healed of manic depression and, and I, was dealing with depression and dealing with anxiety and these 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 um, ups and downs of depression and anxiety. It was miserable, right? And Jesus said in the mornings for me to get up and dance. Well, the last thing in the world I felt like doing was getting up and dancing. And Jesus was like, no, I don't want you just dancing. I want you silly dancing. I want you to make it as silly as you can, okay? I want you to chicken dance, girl. I want you to shake your tail feathers. I want you to get on your funky, you know, Cole Medina, baby. Oh my gosh, I'm aging myself. But you know what I'm saying? Get it, get down with it, sister. And I will tell you, that totally changed my life, right? In Isaiah 61, it says he gives us garments of praise for a heavy and failing and burdened spirit. And the Amplified Version is what it says. And so garments of praise means you put on your out, you put on your club outfit, baby. You get to the club. The club can't handle you. But I'm so cheesy right now. But the point is, is that we do a happy dance and you don't dance because you feel like it. You dance because you want to feel like it. In fact, if I turned around my screen right now, I have a picture. I told you, I showed you my little elevated guy last time. Well, my next little picture that's next to it is it says the dance floor is that way. (laughs) It has an arrow pointing this way. Why? Because it's a reminder to dance. It's a a reminder to put on my boogie shoes. It's a reminder to that I can shift my mood. I can move into the spirit as I dance. And David danced before the Lord. Dancing before the Lord, dancing with the Lord is scriptural. And David danced so much and rejoiced so much that his pants fell down right? (laughs) I mean, that's some good dancing right there. I remember years ago when I couldn't, man, I had so many bills, I couldn't pay attention. And I am cheesy today. Okay. But that's all, that's all right. I'm, I'm lighting things up. And, but I remember the Lord was like, dance on those bills. And I mean, it was a pile, you guys. And I threw them all down on the floor and I put on that, um, that feral song, be happy. Um, cause I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I can't sing it. But that song, I put that song on and I filmed myself, okay? I, that film will go to the gray with me. I don't even know where it is right now, but it will. no one will ever see it because I dance like a fool, all right? And I filmed myself and I dance and I dance and I dance and I dance. And well, I can just tell you right now, all those bills were paid. All those bills were paid, okay? Joy is the, I love what C.S. Lewis says, the serious business of heaven, And God is in a really good mood. How many of you know God is funny? 
God is so funny. It is hard to hear God when you are, but man, even if you do hear it sometimes, he just says, he just cracks a joke at the most inappropriate times. I remember I had on my scooter, I'd scooted over to the garden because I was mad and I was feeling irritated and I was I was frustrated with the circumstances in my life and I'm sitting in the garden and I'm, I'm journaling and I'm, I'm complaining and I'm, you know, just talking about all of it. And the Lord literally said to me, I was in a garden once and he said it so sarcastic, you know, and he was basically reminding me that, you know what, he had been in a garden. He had struggled to the point where he was sweating blood. So whatever I was dealing with, like lighten up sister. <laughs> and so I just remember I didn't know if I was annoyed or I was laughing or a little bit of both. It was kind of like that that when you're in a fight and all of a sudden you just kind of realize how hilarious you're, you are right at that moment and you just kind of laugh at it. That's kind of the, the way he broke the, the mood. And I will tell you, that's what joy does. It interrupts our bad mood. Um, what else do I want to say about it, Lord? So gratefulness. So gratefulness is when we start going into God, thank you for Jesus. How many of you know we should just thank Jesus for Jesus? We need to thank God for God. Thank God that we know him. Thank God that we we know the gospel. Thank God for the new creation. Thank God that Jesus died as me. Thank God that I was crucified with Christ. Thank God that righteousness, peace, and joy belong to me as an inheritance. Thank God that I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Thank God that, oh my goodness, his sheep hear his voice and that I can commune with him. Thank God for him being my provider and my deliverer and my savior. Thank you for him being my source. I just, you know, can thank you. In fact, if you listen to me pray, it's pretty much thank you, God, for the truth. And then I just put in scriptural truth after scriptural truth as the Holy Spirit begins to bring them to me, right? And it's just joy, 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 joy. And Jesus always saw the joy even in the cross, even in the suffering, he saw the joy. He saw that he, he, he rejoiced in the future and the deliverance while he was in that, in the place of suffering. And it says that he was anointed with joy above all of his fellows. So joy is the disposition of God. It is the nature of God as much as love, as much as peace, right? He's the joyful, uh, portion of our salvation. Now, I want to go into something else that's probably a little controversial, but I need to share it with you because I really am coming against sour pass, sour puss Christianity today. Okay. And that has to do with this idea of being filled with the spirit, because when you are filled with the spirit, being filled with the spirit, you know, absolutely means that you are, you know, praying in the spirit, that you are speaking in tongues. And if you don't know anything I'm talking about, you can go listen to my episode 63, where I talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I talk about speaking in tongues. But today I want to take it a little further than that. And I want to talk about the place of bliss, the place of delight, where you are actually out of your own mind. Okay, how many of you have been in a place where you're laughing so hard you forget what you're laughing about? Right. And then you start laughing that the other person is laughing and then you're laughing at your own laugh and you just literally go into this laugh loop. Okay. Well, that laugh loop is also a great picture of what it means to be filled with the spirit. How many of you have ever heard? You can't, you know, you can tell me in the comments, but how many of you have ever heard of holy laughter? You know, holy laughter is a real thing. 
Okay, that means that the Holy Spirit begins to laugh through you, that you just all of a sudden get struck with laughing like it's the funniest thing you've ever heard. And if you have ever been in one of my public meetings, okay, or one of my meetings, I will tell you right now, you pretty much guaranteed that holy laughter is going to show up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's there and he's in a good mood. And if you've never experienced that, well, just hang out in this tribe a little bit. I encourage you to go jump and jump into elevate because we're going to elevate. We're going to elevate into this place where we are enjoying our union with Jesus. We are going to rise in the fullness of our union with Jesus. And guess what? When you are fully in Jesus, not only are you joyful, but you have lost control. And when you laugh like that, how many of you know you've lost control? That joy actually can take over and you can't control. You start laughing. They call it uncontrollably. And that is one of the highest states that we can be in as a believer. And it's it's actually in other places in scripture, in Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about to not be uh, drunk in, the, in with wine, it says, but to be filled with the spirit. And it actually compares being filled with the spirit to drunkenness and drunkenness and being filled with the Holy Spirit and joy and laughter and all of these, these, these higher states of being are a part of being filled with the spirit. On the day of Pentecost in Acts, when the Holy Spirit invaded the earth in the upper room and he lit on those tongues of those, the the 120 that were in the upper room, you remember what happened, right? Not only did they begin to speak in tongues and languages that people didn't, that some, that people did understand, not their own language, but it says that they thought they were drunk. And it was nine o'clock in the morning. Hey, I never realized I do my um, podcasts at nine o'clock in the morning live. Well, that's a good hour, right? That's the Holy Spirit drinking hour. And they stumbled out of there and they were so happy. I'm assuming they just, maybe they were stumbling around. I'm not sure what caused them to think that they were drunk, but you know what, when someone's drunk, you look at them and you're like, that they're drunk. You know, something's off, you know, something's up. And you know what, what Peter said? He says, He says, uh, well, maybe I should just go read it. But he told them, you know, we are not drunk as you suppose. He says, but this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel, meaning this is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Let me pull it up in Acts and let's read it. It's worth reading this morning because, yeah, I'm going there. I'm talking about this holy drunken laughter. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about a way of escape. I'm talking about a place in the spirit that we can escape to no matter what we are going through. And that this is a permanent, this is, we have a permanent source of joy. We have a permanent source of delight. We have a permanent source of bliss. And his name is Jesus Christ, Mr. Joy himself. And we need to plug in We need to plug into joy. We need to plug into Jesus. We need to get into that space of union and communion where we lose control, where we are no longer driving the ship, you know, and I get it. Sourpuss Christians don't like it when we talk about these things, right? They, they want to tell you about how all these gifts have passed away, about how God doesn't, you know, cause people to, to roll on the floor and laugh or uh, have manifestations of the spirit that are dramatic, right? That's just emotional. Well, you guys, come on, human, being a human is emotion, emotional. That's what makes life worth living. I mean, emotions are the the flavor of life. I mean, we would be robots if we did not have emotion. 
So yes, God is emotional. In fact, I heard Mike Bickle say one time that the reason why David was a man after God's own heart was because he was a student of God's heart, meaning he was a student of God's emotions. God has uh, emotions, okay? Now, so let me do this. Let me go over to Acts. Okay, here we go. This is, let me go back a little further. It's in, in Peter's, it's he, in the Passion Translation, it says Peter's Pentecost Sermon. Okay, I'm going to do it, um, and let me just do it in NIV so we can get something that's kind of really straightforward here. Okay, it says this. It says, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, right, the sound of the mighty Russian wind, it's how loud it was. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these all who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears in our native language? And then it says, let's skip down a little bit. It says, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of those who live in Jerusalem. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. Now, remember, he did not say that they weren't drunk. He just said they weren't drunk as they suppose. They weren't drunk on wine. He said, it's only nine in the morning. He says, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on the, in, in those days. And they will prophesy. And I will show you wonders of heaven above and signs on the earth below. And, and it says blood and fires and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All right. Now, <clears throat> let me go over to Ephesians chapter four really quick. And I'm just going to read this scripture in Ephesians five, rather. It says this. It says, uh, verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart, always giving thanks to the to God, the Father for everything, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I'm telling you that we that, that joy is this place of hilariousness. <laughs> That's not really a word. But my point is, is that there is a way to enter into the spirit. There is a way we can be filled with the spirit, you guys. And gratitude, thankfulness, praise, dancing, and and frankly, drinking in the spirit, okay? I did not know how to drink in the spirit. I didn't know how to partake of the new wine for years and years and years, even after I was filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe for like seven years after that. I'd never really experienced holy laughter. I'd never really experienced that euphoria that comes from being filled with the spirit. And you know where I've got it? I, I, I went to Bethel and it's a funny story. So I'm going to tell the story. I'll end my, my, my word of the, um, month for October with this story because now you'll know me and you'll know a secret about me and you can laugh at me whenever you're thinking um, you're being a sourpuss. So basically, here's the story. So I took, I was doing a school called Miracle School at the time. 
And I took about 25 of my students out to Bethel. There was a healing conference. It was called Him of His Garment. And it was normally for leaders, but I got permission to take my students and me out there. And so we went out there and I did not, honestly, I had never heard Bill Johnson. I had never heard anything about Bethel. I, the way that I'd even got introduced to them is that we had, had, we were doing healing rooms and we had healing rooms where we had prophecy. We had kids doing prophetic art. We had adults doing prophetic art. We had healing prayers with adults and kids. And it was an awesome time that we would do. We'd do it once a week. And someone came to our healing rooms and said, wow, have you heard of the healing rooms at Bethel? They have these dancers and it's really, really um, excellent. And all of, you know, they just told me how wonderful it was, this incredible music. And of course they have these healing rooms and stuff. And so I thought, okay, well, I should go check it out. And then I saw this conference and I was like, okay, well, let's go. Well, I had no idea that they were kind of wild in the spirit. And what I mean wild in the spirit, I mean, they do things called fire tunnels. If you've never heard of a fire tunnel, well, I hadn't heard of a fire tunnel either. But there were people when we walked in that were like, there was worship going on and they were like shaking under the power of God. And the only kind of manifestations that I'd ever seen of like that, but before this time was like during deliverance when someone was like, you know, like a devil was getting cast out. So I'm just like, what the heck is going on here? I remember that I didn't even go in the door with the fire tunnel because I was like, I don't know these people. I'm not going to let them touch me because at the time I still had a theology, I think that I could catch something from somebody rather than them catching it from me. Like Jesus didn't catch leprosy. Like lepers could have touched him all day and he would have never got leprosy, right? Like they don't get on you. You get on them. You shift the atmosphere. You're the healer. The anointing is on you. But I I just remember like being, you know, like super, super like suspicious and, you know, and so I go in and I sit down with my crew And I remember Brian and Katie Torwald were leading worship. And I'm telling you, the very first time Brian went, whatever on his guitar, boom, the very first strum. And before that, let me tell you, I'm like looking around like all judgy and stuff. The power of God hit me. And the next thing you know, I like go down into almost like a fetal position in my chair. And I am frozen. I kid you not. I have never been hit with the power of God up to that point in my life like that. And I was frozen sitting there in the pew and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And all I could be, th- all I could think was like, okay, Shalice, you were judging all of this. Like maybe you, maybe you need to stop judging that. Like, you know, but I didn't understand. I had no grid for it. And I remember I could not really get out of that service fast enough. We got back in our vans to go back to the house we were staying at. And people were like, well, gosh, what was that Shalice? And they were asking me all these questions and I was like freaked out because of what had happened to me. So I was like, I don't know. I don't have any answers, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, I had no grid for this, but I knew God was doing something to me. And you know what? I was getting delivered of judgment and I was getting delivered of sour puss Christianity, seriousness. I didn't know it at the time, but I remember I walked into the meeting next, uh, next morning and there was a guy, his name was Peter. He's from Norway. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit had in mind, but this guy singled me out for the rest of the conference. And he came up to me and he said, oh, I have a word for you. Is it okay if I prophesy for you? And I'm like, okay. And next thing you know, he starts saying, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, deliver her from judgment. And I'm like, oh, shh, like someone's going to hear you. Like quit prophesying that over me out loud, you know, but he was spot on. I was so judgmental about the things of the Holy Spirit. I... Even though I was a charismatic, even though I was a, I was word of faith more, I guess I was, I was just, I just had never experienced it. But this guy singled me out, singled me out. 
I remember there was a girl there who laughed so loud in the service. It was obnoxious. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, is someone going to quiet her down? Well, come to find out she was the leader of the healing rooms for Skype. Skype was in that in, in that time. Now it's a Zoom, but Skype was the deal back then. And I, and, and her name was Christina and she, I ended up talking to her before I went into the healing rooms. We, they were giving us like a tour and we were going to go to the healing rooms and stuff. And she, her nickname was Christina, Christina, the laughing hyena. And I was like, okay, I still was just like, I don't get this. What is going on? And so she starts to tell me a story and she starts to tell me how when her, uh, when she was young, that her brothers used to make fun of her laugh. And that that's where she got the nickname, Christina, Christina, uh, the laughing hyena. And I'm telling you, she had, a. I mean, I, I understand, I can understand why they gave her that nickname because it was a really obnoxious laugh. But she was telling me the reason that she, the, how she got to be the leader in the Skype healing rooms or one of the, the people that prayed for people was because uh, the laughing was healing. And I was like, okay, okay. And she says, yeah, I remember I prayed for a guy from India one time on, on Skype and he had stage four cancer and he had tumors all over his body. I mean, it was really, really bad. And she said, I just prayed this way with him. And she said, just, I just told him to repeat after me. And she said, just say after me, ha ha. And she said, the guy was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, just say it. Ha ha. And he said, ha ha. And then she says, okay, now say he, he. And he was like, he, he, uh, what is this? And she said, just, no, 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 just keep saying it. She said, now repeat after me, ho, ho. And he goes, ho, ho. <laughs> and he just busts out with all this laughter. She said he started laughing so hard that he fell out of his chair. She's thinking, oh my gosh, I, I, I broke in. I, I, kill, I, I mean, that man was so fragile. I hope he's okay, Lord. But she just could hear him laughing. She's like, okay, so he must just be fine. Well, she said he laughed for about 10 minutes uncontrollably. But when he got back up and came up back on Skype, he was totally healed. All of the tumors had disappeared. Okay. At that conference, I saw healing miracles. I heard healing testimonies of how laughter absolutely would just heal people. I, I, there was one testimony where a guy was missing a thumb and uh, this was Kevin Dedman grabbed their thumb and just laughed over their thumb. And the, the guy grew a new thumb back. Okay, this got my attention. Okay, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm religious. I'm religious. I'm judging all of this stuff. And this is obviously a move of God. And as I went into the, the, the as I went into the healing rooms, I'll never remember, I'll never forget it because I was pregnant. I was pregnant with Ella. Um, so this was whatever, 13, almost 14 years ago. And all of a sudden, there's Peter across the room. He sees me and he starts running at me like he is a sprinter at the Olympics. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm looking behind me. Like, is he going to hit me? Going to come hit me? And I'm telling you, he tackled me. A pregnant woman. A pregnant woman. I mean, it was like a Smith Wigglesworth moment, right? Where Smith used to punch people. He tackled me. And I do not know what happened to me. But I went, I lost my Compose, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I was so gone in the spirit. I was so hammered. I was so undone in the spirit. I'm literally drooling on myself. I, bleh. I mean, I was gone. And not, that's not even the worst part, you guys, or the funniest part. Because what happened when I got up is I was completely out of my mind. I am running around the healing rooms. Not, okay, like eight months pregnant. Okay, so I'm big. 
And I'm running around the healing rooms and I am, and there's healings breaking out. There's things going on in the healing rooms. And I'm literally like making a cheer. I'm like making a J with my hands and going, give me a J. Then I'm making an E with my legs. Give me an E. I'm making, I'm spelling out the letters with my body and S, give me a U. And people are like, J, give me a J, give me an E. And they're yelling back to me like I'm a cheerleader. And I'm in a vision right now of like, the winning team of Jesus, like Jesus is winning the football game, but the football game is like not a football game. Like he's, the kingdom is advancing and I'm like cheering Jesus on. And then all of a sudden I get this great idea that I'm going to like roller skate. Well, I don't have roller skates on, but I'm like acting like I'm roller skating around the, I mean, I was out of my mind and my students laughed so hard at me that they caught it. And we rolled around on the ground and we have videos of this. It was so funny, 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 funny. And it was absolutely God. Now you may totally, you may never listen to another one of my podcasts. I've got to tell you those stories, but I pray that you will. I pray that if if this is your first one, that you won't shut me off, that you'll go back and listen to some others because this, this freaks people out. This, this stuff freaks people out. Hey, the baptism of the Holy Spirit freaks people out. I get it. It's weird. It's weird. But have you read your Bible? It's weird, you guys. Like there's talking donkeys and 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 axe heads that are swimming and and I mean it's just it's full of crazy things. Some dude laying naked for out, you know, days, days and days and days, months laying naked. Like the stories, we, we've just we're just familiar with them, so they've lost their shock value. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is powerful. And it, 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 there is nothing more powerful than losing your mind in the Spirit. Because guess what? Peter got drunk on new wine, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and he went from being afraid of a servant girl, right? And denying Jesus three times to standing up and preaching to multitudes. Why? Because he was out of his mind. He was out of his mind. And the joy of the Lord is getting to that place where you're out of your mind. You just, you're, and that's why silly dancing and gratitude and intentional thankfulness, like these places elevate us into the spirit. But guys, don't, don't discount holy laughter. Don't discount drunkenness in the spirit. And if you've never experienced it, well, hey, you know what? Jump into Elevate and come to my conference next year because it'll be there. I mean, every month when we have graduations at um, Emerge graduations, they, you know, we do those at my house. Next week, we're having an Emerge graduation. And I guarantee you that's going to happen. Last month, we had people come four out of, I think, six. We're not, we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only do they speak in tongues, next thing you know, they're laughing and they're, I'm telling you, this is normal Christianity. Joyful out of our minds, transcending the circumstances of life with a joy that is not of this world, that a, that a joy that is from heaven. You know, when the power of God hits us, when the joy of God hits us, of course it's going to look strange, right? We've been trained by a world system to be quote unquote normal. What is normal? Depressed? Normal, uh, not expressive, you know, walk in a line, not, you know, drive down the road and not flip people off and not smile at people and not say hello to strangers. I mean, we've been talked into to cultural norms that are not what's going on in heaven. And so the word for the month, you guys, is rejoice. And so whether you're new to this, let me say this, that prayer of ha, ha, ho, ho, he, he, that's a powerful prayer. 
That's a powerful prayer, a joyful prayer. Ha, ha, ho, ho, he, 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 ha, ha, ho, ho, however you want to do it. Because you, it's just like praying in the spirit. You know, I tell people, it's like baby talk. You got to get out of your head. You got to become like a little child and you've got to just say syllables that you don't understand. And you've got to quit acting, worrying about, am I making this up? You got to get out of your head. Okay. And so it's the same thing with laughter. Do you know that you can just begin to laugh? It's like you think, oh, I'm faking it. That's what people say when they're praying this way. I'm faking it. Well, you can fake laugh and pretty soon you're going to real laugh. You know, ha 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 ha. start laughing. And I'm telling you, you will kick it in. You will kick it in. So this month, this is about laughter. This is about raising your, your, your frequency. This is about entering into the joy of the Lord. This is about gratitude. It's about intentional thankfulness. It's about rejoicing because why I'm going to, I'll wrap with what uh, Francois said in this beautiful translation in the mirror trans in the mirror Bible, right? It says it again. Joy is not a luxury option. Joy is your constant. And your union in the Lord is your permanent source of delight. So I might as well say it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. So guys, that's it. October is a month to rejoice. It's a month to lighten up. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a month. Do you know that laughing at the devil is probably one of the funniest, funniest things that you can do? You know, it is funny to think that the devil tries to exalt himself against Jesus. Like it is funny to think that something is more powerful than Jesus, like poverty or a, a bill not being paid or whatever circumstance you like that circumstance versus Jesus is a joke. And if you will start to really recognize how powerful Jesus is and start to exalt him and thank him for it and really get a, a, a grip on, and you'll lose grip, but when you start to get a grip on Wow, how glorious, how powerful, how he's above everything. Well, then anything versus Jesus really is a joke, you guys. And so our way of escape is joy. Our way of escape is rejoicing. So rejoice, ante up, get back on the joy train and stay on the joy train. And when you don't feel like it, that's the time to do it. If you wake up in a bad mood, that's the signal. It's time to laugh. It's time to dance. It's time to be grateful. It's time to shift it and operate in some self-control and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, tell me a joke. Give me something. Give me something to work with here, Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, I promise you, Holy Spirit is so funny and he he knows everyone's sense of humor. So how, whatever makes you laugh, trust me, he's got it for you. So I love you guys. It's going to be a joyful month and I can't wait to hear all how that shows up for you. So have a great, great day and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.